0: It takes a village. Yeah. Yeah. We've lost sight of that for for a while, I think. And um, I I totally agree with you, Bella, in terms of the the masculine and the feminine. And I feel like women are being called forward now. There's a reason why we're all feeling like this. Mm -hmm. And the world needs us. Um, And of course, we all have masculine and feminine, but typically... um, women have a, an easier time maybe of connecting to their intuition and leading with heart, which is what we need more of in this world.
1: Welcome to the Let's Not Sugarcoated podcast, a podcast about the real, raw and unfiltered side of motherhood. We're your hosts, Alex and Bella. Let's get into it,
2: ladies. Okay, okay let's get into it, ladies. Today, we have Laura McLeod, who is a mindset and alignment coach. And for some reason, we didn't ask her for her bio, so we're going rogue, (laughs) and she's going to give us her bio. (laughs) So Laura, welcome. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, tell us all
0: about about you. you. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Um, So a little bit about me, I am, like you mentioned, Alex, a mindset and alignment coach, but uh, this is a somewhat new career for me. So going back a little further, I was at the West Kelowna Fire Department for 15 years, in administration. And about five years ago, went through a complete career change um, as I was turning 50 and overhauled my life and went down the path of coaching and specifically mindset coaching, which I absolutely love. Mm. That's cool. Yeah.
2: Was it like, I'm sorry, I'm going right for a hard question. <laughs> was, it, <laughs> it. was it Um. Uh, like, okay, trigger warning out there, but was it uh, hard to be during the fires and like having had worked at the West Kelowna? <laughs> It was
0: very strange to watch what was happening. I had been there during other events, but nothing of this magnitude. So it was um, it was a little strange watching from an outsider's perspective. At the same time, I was up in the Shushwap. So we were immersed in that fire there and had evacuees at our home. So we were kind of distracted by all that was going on. But Really feeling for all my coworkers in the community over there and they're still mm-hmm. they're still in it. And I can't imagine how that has all unfolded and it'll take months and months for I was on the paperwork end of things. Mm-hmm. So just even thinking about how that's
2: going to all play out. It's just massive. Yeah. yeah. And you're probably also like, oh, I'm glad I'm not doing that paperwork right now. I, I kept having this feeling of like,
0: should I call and see if it... Nope. Nope, no, no, I don't work there anymore. <laughs> They've got people, it's not me. But yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a strange feeling for sure.
2: And yeah. what sort of drew you to like the career shift?
0: Um, for a long time, I absolutely loved that job. And um, the people were amazing, um, which is typical of our jobs, right? It's the people that really Mm -hmm. make it. Um, But after a while, it just wasn't filling me anymore. And I was finding myself unfulfilled, resentful, couldn't figure out why. And eventually I started getting sick and I ended up on stress leave, which I've never experienced before. And uh, had all the health testing done because um, was, I was showing signs of a heart attack, but I wasn't actually having a heart attack. And the cardiologist said to me, let's talk about stress in your life, what's going on and what can you change? And as soon as she said that, I was like, oh, wow, our experience really does manifest in our body as medical issues. So she said, I'm going to put you on stress leave for six weeks and I want you to spend this six weeks truly deciding what you want the rest of your life to look like. Wow. Yeah. She like wrote that on a prescription. Oh, yeah, This is your job. So I took that very seriously and I spent six weeks just really going inside of myself and exploring and journaling and um, just trying to realign with who am I and what do I really want um especially after seeing both of my parents pass away within six months of each other, so you get that feeling of um, even though I know life like tomorrow's never promised, but when you lose your parents, you really it hits home hard and you you realize, oh right, we're not here forever. Mm-hmm. why am I wasting time doing something that I'm not inspired by anymore?
1: right? Yeah. I feel like I don't know, um, after forty. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of shift too. There's that, I don't know, a lot of our friends are going through a similar situation where, uh, you know, we talked about it on a different podcast. It's not uh midlife crisis. It's um, midlife awakening, awakening. Yes. right? So, yes. you know, you either jump on that and, and really, because you still have X amount of years and, you know, doing things where you're suffering, uh, not just physically, but, you know, emotionally is is a long journey still, right mm-hmm. so I feel like I'm in that process I'm starting to slowly figure out again who I am mm-hmm. at this stage of my life because when we're younger there's so many like there's there's set kind of rules I would I'll call them right you you you're a teenager you're doing your school then you go you know to university then you do your career then you get married then you have children then you have the <laughs> house then you and then, you're forty, <laughs> yes, and you're like entangled in motherhood. And yeah, like, ah. and yes. the kids are older now, so now it's not so labor intensive. Mm-hmm. It still is, but now you're starting to look at yourself and what is filling your bucket because you know you're you're kind of done filling their buckets. Mm-hmm. Uh, not completely, but you know, you have more time. It's time to step back, back. a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so I feel like I'm kind of in that transition piece trying to find... I've done so many things and every time I do something is because I choose to do it because I mm-hmm. want to. But right now there's nothing besides this podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> that I really truly like feel a calling for. So I'm I'm struggling in that aspect. I haven't had the time to sit and journal and actually look mm-hmm. where and who do I want to be next? Because mm-hmm. we have that, you know, opportunity and we have the power to reinvent ourselves at any moment. Yes. And I feel like this is the time for my reinvention. reinvention? Well, and I love that you're <clears throat> using empowering
0: language rather than calling it a crisis. Cause it's mm-hmm. not a crisis, it's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I always think of it as if I am on my deathbed and I'm going to die tomorrow, what will be the one thing that I'll be sad I didn't do? Mm -hmm. And that immediately gets rid of a bunch of things I thought I should do, but I know don't matter. But there's certain projects or areas that we could go down that you would be like, no, I would really be sad that I never did that thing. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that can help but you're speaking my language. Like I work with women typically in their fifties and older where their kids don't need them quite as much. And all of a sudden you're left with some time and that feeling of what do I want? I haven't had time to even think about what I want for the last five, 10, 15 years Mm -hmm. Um, as mothers. It's just so busy and we tend to give to everybody else before we give to ourselves. So it is, um, I also heard it called uh, Midlife Remix, which I like as well. It's like, let's just shake it up. It's not a bad thing, but we get to make different choices if we want to.
1: Mm.
2: So what do you do when you, I know, um, like when you work with someone, you help them sort of redefine their goals and what aligns with them?
0: Yeah, it all depends on what they come to me with. It's such Mm -hmm. a personal thing, but... What I'm really passionate about, um, especially because I used this technique for my own self-exploration, is the sense of alignment. And people don't often know what I mean by that, but alignment is something inside of me and inside of you and inside of you that you find inside. How you find it inside is up to you. There's lots of different entry points, but do you have a sense of where your North Star is inside? And it's not a case of finding it once and you're in alignment, you're great, life goes on. No, I, I get knocked out of alignment every single day, mm. but I know how to return to my alignment. So for me, that is meditation. I I have to shut out the noise. I'm extremely sensitive. So getting off social media, going outside, going for walks, journaling, Um, just spending time in silence and trying to tune into that uh, inner intuition and guidance that we all have. But Mm -hmm. many of us, I never learned how to tap into that really. So I'm getting better at that now, Um, but I love helping people find out what their own alignment feels like to them. And it can be, it's physical, mental, and spiritual alignment. It's all the things Sometimes I feel like it's a body thing. Like my shoulder is out. It's making everything feel kind of off kilter. Um, Other times it's like, no, I have a sadness inside and I don't know what it is. I need to tune into that to kind of process it. So that can be a new experience for a lot of people who um, maybe haven't learned how to do that before, but it's such a beautiful tool, especially in the world we live in with all that's going on and even within our own houses, right? The stresses, to have that sense of peace that you can tap into, um, and return to even like breath work, things like that. You can sit there and do it when nobody even knows, but you've just taken a moment to tune back into yourself
2: and stay in alignment. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. And then do you feel like you're also kind of teaching your kids how to do that with them themselves too, in a way? I try to, yeah.
0: but my kids also teach me. Right. You know, like how many times is, I've got a 12 year old daughter, she'll look at me, Mom, are you listening to me or are you on your phone? Yeah. And I'm doing it without even realizing, like I'm just trying to do one last email or whatever. Um, so a lot of times they'll pull me into being more present, but I hope it, some of what I'm doing is also rubbing off on them. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I've got two older boys as well 21 and 23. So. And they're very different from each other, so they're teaching me, as well. And they, fifty-year-old um, women are different than young people today, right? Like we're we all kind of find our different, what resonates for us, and so sometimes I'm inspired what they're inspired by.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I was at uh, the chic retreat on the weekend, and one of the speakers was talking about how she was working with the company, and they were like two gen Zers or whatever and she was like i really had to get in the mindset she was like i'm like an older millennial right i had to get in the mindset of like what really drives them and it was so interesting yeah. the different like cultural things per se within the generations right i agree it's so cool but yes. i think
1: too like um there's a shift in how we process and how we show up and the development the work you know it used to be woo woo doing all these kind of things meditation tapping mm-hmm. Like all the breath work. But because there's this movement, I feel, of like spirituality and um just being open to the d- different things that we can tune into our bodies and listening because like you said, we are not um, trained to listen to our intuition, mm-hmm. to, you know, we're we're very reactive. Um, and when something doesn't sit well, we still may do it because it yeah. looks good or... We override. Oh, oh, yes, right? But mm-hmm. I feel like now we're starting to kind of tap in, especially women. Um, I think that's why there's so much going on. There's mm-hmm. like this vortex of whatever's happening in he- here. There's a lot of changes. As women, we are, um, I think, coming back to self. Yes. Right? Like we used to be, we used to be those like tribal. We used to do the Mm -hmm. singing. We used to tap in. We used to lean on community. And then, you know, things happened. You know, the industrialization, the war, the working Mm -hmm. women, like things have shifted. Mm -hmm. And we stepped more into our masculine, I feel, um, energy than our feminine. uh, Because there was so much, you know, now we're working, we have kids, we have dinner, like all this stuff. Where's, you know... Without
0: the same sense of community and support maybe, yes, right? Mm-hmm, that yeah. was intended and we are so isolated. We're more connected than ever, but we're more, we're more lonely yeah, and than isolated ever, yeah. than ever before.
2: Yeah, yeah that reminds me too of like this um article my sister sent me recently that was about like our generation and how in parenting, like our parents, they're always like, why do you make it seem so hard like parenting? But the article was about how their generation had... Like weekends or whatever, where you're dropping them off at the grandparents' house, So there was like a lot more of that, like intergenerational. I know it's a bit mm-hmm. different for you because your mom lives there, but I was like, this, I, I was like, this is a thing, and it wasn't just like it was an article and people have like put it on Twitter, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's just a different yeah. time. People are yeah. lonely; they're feeling like they're doing it alone, not as a mm-hmm. group, or not having their mom there to help them, or like, yeah, the whole it takes a village.
0: Yeah, why yeah. we've lost sight of that for for a while, I think. And um, I I totally agree with you, Bella, in terms of the the masculine and the feminine. And I feel like women are being called forward now. There's a reason why we're all feeling like this. Mm -hmm. And the world needs us. Um, And of course, we all have masculine and feminine, but typically um, women have an easier time maybe of connecting to their intuition and leading with heart, which is what we need more of in this world. Um, so I, I, think it does tend to come at like a, at forties or fifties, we hit these milestones, but it's, I feel like we're all being called forward to do, to listen to that voice inside of us more
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, um, stand up for the things that we feel are right or voices that aren't being heard, mm-hmm.
2: things like that. Yeah. It's time. It's time. It's, definitely it's, time. <laughs> it's also that whole like leading with heart thing I always find so interesting because I feel like once you kind of learn that, it's hard to ever go back. So I had a business coach and she was all about that. And she just, the way she taught you to write an email and it was always like from this heart centered place. And then there's this woman that I work for every once in a while now. And she is like, she was, she's quite a bit older. She's in her sixties. She kind of does this as a retirement job, but she grew up in like a boys club, right? Of the industry. And sometimes... When I'm on a call with her, I'm like, oh my gosh, like you can, I can feel people being like, ah, this is from a place of like pushiness, right? Mm. Versus that like female energy or whatever it is of coming from this like heart centered, like, okay, I might need your business, but I, I might need money or business, but I don't need yours. I just want to find out what your, you know, need is. And right. if it doesn't align, yes, then boom.
0: more like allowing and attracting rather than forcing and closing a sale or whatever. Yes. Yeah. And and really seeing each person as more of an individual and actual soul, right? Rather than just
1: another number or. Yeah. 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 I remember like leading, uh, I didn't listen to my intuition all that well early on in my career when I was doing photography. Um, and you know, you're starting a business. I was university, my uh professor helped me get started of whatever, because he was doing weddings on the side. And I just want I did my first bridal show and I got all these bookings. And there was one um cup like I went to, I did home consultation. So I went into the house and it was a um it was a Jewish wedding, uh, which I knew nothing about. I did Google after, but sitting there. Uh, and and talking to the dad because he was paying for for everything. He wouldn't shake my hand. Um, the way he was talking down to me, I just felt really because culturally or a religion, like you don't touch at the woman. That's that's totally mm-hmm. fine. But I was not aware, right? right. So initially, it kind of threw me off. Uh, and then I brought my. I had a, a photographer who was working for me and it was a male and he would not look at me. He was t- talking directly to him. So it wasn't aligning. And I knew, and you know, the wheeling, the dealing, just some of this, the asks, mm-hmm. I knew this was going to be a problem, but... You didn't listen? I did not listen. <laughs> I did not listen and I took the sale. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was problem after problem. Like it just, it just wouldn't go away. So that was my early you know, mm-hmm. listening to my intuition. It's like, right. okay, this this is not aligning. Our energies are not vibing. There's nothing wrong with, you know, how he was and who he was. It's just my energy did not align with not his right energy. Combination. So, yeah. And it was it, it's okay. So later on, I did turn down business. I mm. did not, you know, when I didn't feel aligned with mm-hmm. the family or the couple, mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't because it's such a Weddings are so stressful anyway. Yeah. So if you're already so, yeah. creating, like you have a stressful relationship, it's not gonna feel fare. good. Yeah, <laughs> farewell. It's like yeah. But so. also,
0: w- when we're younger and you're maybe you're trying to pay rent or you have a unexpected car bill mm-hmm. and you you take the business. yeah. I don't know. I sort of feel like it comes with experience as you learned and mm-hmm. you learned through that, but you also just got wiser to, to pay attention to those things a little more. But I feel like, I don't know how many young people are... That good at tapping in mm-hmm. to their gut right away. Maybe mm-hmm. they're maybe they're better than we are. But I know I would have just pushed through, do yeah. what you got to do. You got to,
1: you know. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty good. Like I've always been a bit of a witch. That's my. <laughs> so she just- <laughs> so, yeah. But but I never. I was always scared of it because mm. I had some oh, stuff. I've heard that, you talk about. Yeah. That. yeah right. So yes. I was always like there. I was sensing things, feeling things. Things were showing up, and mm-hmm. I would push it down. I didn't go see a psychic. I did all this. and they're like, "Oh my God, you have so much." I'm like, "How do I make it go away?" Right? Mm-hmm. I don't want it. I don't need it. I don't. So I went through life without, you know, uh, that and and tapping it and allowing it to flow right. through me. But you know, COVID hit mm-hmm. and things shut down, and I had this like emo- like this pull to do my yoga training I don't know it's something there was a calling. I was doing a lot of yoga in Edmonton and then I was like, no, I need to do this. so I did it and then it kind of opened up um the channels and mm-hmm. the wavelengths because then I did you know the breath work, I do tuning forks, I do energy work, um I do Reiki, so Beautiful. it's just it was something that fills my bucket mm-hmm. and that void that I had for a long time that piece of me that I was trying to forget or you lose Mm -hmm. just started coming up and showing up so much stronger. I'm like, I just have to like surrender. That's good that you did. It's good that you did. Well, it reminds
0: me of the conversation you guys had with Benita Summers. Yeah. I had Mm -hmm. never even heard of her before. Yeah. I've now gone and had a session with her and like mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. She's pretty awesome. Hey. yeah.
1: Yeah. And
0: so, Approachable and just mm-hmm. like practical, and she yeah. gives business advice, mm-hmm. but also just through cards. And yeah, I was fascinated. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: So I am still exploring. There's, mm-hmm. there's that whole like um, midlife awakening of where am I going to be? Who am I going to be? Because there is, there's like a Jackal and Hyde in me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's the business, like entrepreneur, got to make the money. Mm -hmm. This is what I know. So I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. This is unknown. This feels amazing. This feels good. How am I going to monetize? Like, do you Mm -hmm. know, like bringing those two together, I have a hard time because to me, this is more spiritual, um, and I don't know, like, it's more for me feel selfish mm-hmm. versus, okay, I can just do this. I know I'm good at this. I'm just going to mm-hmm. run with it. Yes. It's funny
2: though that, um, like, I, interesting to me, I'm curious about it, <laughs> that you find that the one, like almost to me, I think the opposite, like like the business side of me, I feel like is the the kind of ego side, whereas mm-hmm. the spiritual side is like, not just for me. So it's mm-hmm. interesting you're saying the opposite. Yeah. yeah.
1: Cuz I feel like even though um I get a lot of feedback and the reviews like that but I f- not just reviews but like full messages and t- like that whatever I did was life changing and that you know they need me in their lives. I feel selfish cuz that that feels good to me. <laughs> like it's weird. Like it's it's mm. it's But think about what you've done for someone
0: else. I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that somewhere along the line, somebody told you to not make it about you. Don't feel so high on yourself that you could make somebody feel that good. Did anybody ever give you that
1: message? Maybe sometimes, I don't know. I tend to, you know what, I I have this thing that I turn off and let things just bounce off. So I don't hold on to, Mm -hmm. but I would probably need to do like a, You know, sesh with somebody who can hypnotize me so I can remember remember some, Yeah, maybe I'm sure there's something in there. I do a lot of work around limiting beliefs and Mm -hmm. workshops and
0: and things like that. We have so many messages that were given uh, from childhood, like all through our life. They come from all different places. At one point it was somebody telling us that message, but then at a certain point we started to internalize it and tell it to ourselves. Um, And it's like a program running in the background that we don't even realize is there. Um, But when you just said that story, Alex and I both looked at each other and was like, how can she think that's selfish? Because you just told us these people are saying, you changed my life. So if you stopped doing what you were doing, think of what you're taking away for
1: them. Yeah, I guess maybe it, it has this like, because I've been seen in a certain light. Mm. This is who I've been labeled to be. Mm-hmm. I am this person. So who am I to be this other person who's spiritual and mm-hmm. has these, you know, gifts? Like so it's like a box. It's like stay a, in your box. Stay in your lane. Mm. This is who you are. Maybe I haven't processed that piece. Maybe, but that's the whole shift I'm working on. I like it right now. Mm-hmm. Is because. You know, I don't want to live by the labeling mm-hmm. that I've maybe, I maybe I've put it on my, you know, maybe, self. Yeah. I don't know. I have to explore that.
0: Because mm-hmm. well, I think reinvention like really is powerful. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Like let's not ever stop growing and learning yeah. and changing till the day we die.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there's some
2: like, when you think of the powerful like female entrepreneurs out there, like mm-hmm. even like Brene Brown or like, that Sarah Bla- the Blakely. Spanx lady, yeah. I love her so too. <laughs> much. And and how openly and, she, talks she talks about, about intuition. intuition. And like, you know, Brene Brown talks about like going with your gut and your intuition. Like so many of them are so spiritual at the same time as mm-hmm. being like such business
1: people. So it's yeah, interesting. so I think, you know... There's a... You're going to get there. I have to because... Yeah. I, well, I have... But I also... I think... Because believes. the Picos don't give up. We they don't, don't give up. Uh, Who doesn't give up? <laughs> the Pico is my last name, oh. but we're just had a family <laughs> thing. Um, but um, yeah, I think it, it also stems from the upbringing because, you know, Poland is very Catholic. There's no room for spirituality in a different sense. Mm. You know, there's no room for... Um, energies and reiki and all that stuff it's It's more black and white thinking you know it's catholic and i mean things are changing a hundred percent but not when i was growing up there Mm -hmm. right it was religion you have your thing and i mean even if i questioned god per Mm -hmm. se which i am not i'm not a I'm not a believer, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I do believe, but I'm do. i just putting it out there now because, you know, we're talking about a change. Uh, I do believe in, you know, energy. There's that, that there's something out, out there that we're just not aware and we're calling it, mm-hmm. you know, a God, a thing, a heaven. Uh, but I don't I, th- I don't think energy dies. I think mm-hmm. our energy goes somewhere mm-hmm. where I don't know. There's that movie where she goes into like, um, she gets eaten by the computer and now she's everywhere. What's that movie? Oh, that kid movie? It's
2: not a kid oh, movie. No. Um. Anyways, I'll come and to me is the. Is she really pretty and wears a red dress and she gets into all these parallel universes? What's that movie? No. I'm and she's not like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the worst. Person anyway, I'll think about, about it. Movies. Yeah. <laughs> I'll Google it. Google. <laughs> it. <laughs> oh yeah. There's so much. I and I'm really.
0: I believe that the spiritual connection is so important and it doesn't matter what you believe, what you call it, as long as you believe there is something bigger than yourself, whether it's an energy, a universe, a power, a a particular God or goddess, it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. But if we don't believe there's something bigger than ourselves, I feel like that's where we can get into some purgatory breakdown <laughs> yeah. problems yeah. where you lose sight of a whole lot of stuff, right? So it's it's interesting the different, um, my husband grew up very Catholic and um, he was a, an altar boy and he was taught by nuns and very strict upbringing. And then when we had a child together, I said, so are you going to want our child to go to Catholic school? And his answer was, hell no. That's like <laughs> Knowing what he knew, he's like, no, not a chance. Yeah. So unfortunately he threw it all out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure at some point he'll, he'll come back to yeah. some sort of
1: belief, but it was too much for him. Yeah. It's just 24 hours a day. Well, it's a lot, you can be a lot. yeah. No, we had the kids in Catholic school. I still do, but like it's traditionally we are very traditional at home. so celebrating, we still celebrate. My kids are still mm-hmm. baptized. I do it for my like I did it for my parents and the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they can choose mm-hmm. uh, the kids, right? But at least then I'm not creating any like it doesn't hurt them because mm-hmm. I'm not practicing, I'm not preaching. You know, if they go to church with my mom, go to church. Sometimes I, you know how I sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I will send you to church. You gotta find <laughs> Jesus in your life, in your heart, right? Because right. because sometimes I'm like, well, maybe they should go mm-hmm. to, you know, to have some sort of purpose. Like, yeah. I don't hire because I'm not teaching them. A little, uh, maybe a little bit the spiritual. I am a witch. I had to do spells. <laughs> She did do that I spell do that spell. name. <laughs> uh, yeah, even when we went to Secret Island, I uh, Kaylee was having an upset stomach and it was all because she ate. They were sneaking candies left, right and center. And she sat on and I sat with her on um, the floor in the toilet while she was there for 45 minutes. She was oh. shaking, sweating. I haven't seen her like that in a very long time. And I just sat there and I held space for her. And I'm like, you know, I'm sorry you're feeling that way. I can't, there's nothing. She's like, just give me a pill. I'm like, there's nothing I can give you at this moment. We're on an island, you know, like in someone else's home. Like you just need to feel all of this Yeah. and I can be here. I can support you. And then we went um, to bed. It was late, Um, like two in the morning. And uh, she's like, mommy, can you do your spells? Oh. Wow. so yeah so i did i you know started doing and actually this is the first time i ever felt this energy um exchange between me and the child and the which, like you know i did spells before mm-hmm. but this one felt different the way mm-hmm. i was talking the way things so i asked her the next morning i'm like so did you like my spell? she's like yeah but it was weird I think she felt it oh, too. Oh, she must have felt it too. That's right. So I'm like, ooh, and it's <laughs> cool that she would ask you to do that. <laughs> you open the box. then, yeah, I, I did, guess. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's where you know that awakening for me is coming back. I, I tell like. I feel it. I do something and then I shelf it, and then mm-hmm. I feel it, but now it's coming back, mm-hmm. and come, and I'm I'm sensing and feeling a lot more. So right. I feel like I need to explore. And this smells so good. I know. I can't wait to <laughs> eat it I, it. I just didn't want to chew. It. Right <laughs> yeah, she brought us these home baked deliciousness. <laughs> yeah, and I can smell it, oh, and I'm like, I'm oh, so hungry. I'm
0: excited. <laughs> but anyways. Because, yeah, yeah, I love that. And it, and it feels like I often feel like it's like a forgetting remembering Mm -hmm. then we forget and then we remember and it's it's kind of like the ocean or the tides right Mm -hmm. Um, we're not meant to I guess remember it all at once but Mm -hmm. it feels like we are returning to something that we already know deep inside Mm
1: -hmm. but we forget or life gets so busy that we forget to remember (laughs) it's funny I did a I did a um, cord cutting Mm -hmm. uh, session with a lady and um, yeah she told me that Lee and I are soulmates that we've lived multiple lives together and in our li- last life uh, we were I was a witch and I was burned at the stake Wow! and he was watching me in the crowd and he had a lot of guilt so I, I she actually went above and beyond our session because she cut cords for him and for our children as well and she pinpointed my kids Um, like personality and what they're going to struggle with. And Mm. that's exactly what their personalities are. Mm. Um, But yeah, so she said that, you know, there is um, the way that my husband is constantly trying to, like, please me and make sure that I'm happy, Mm -hmm. which he can't do that for me. I need to make myself happy and he needs to make himself happy. Mm -hmm. So we're just working on that piece right now to, you know, work on ourselves so we can show up a way for each other. But um, yeah, it's because he has this guilt of not saving me in the wow. pre- previous lifetime. Because yeah, that is wild, witch, right? Like it's it's crazy. That is yeah. crazy.
0: Well, and think of how long women were persecuted for mm-hmm. for voicing some of these things or being caught doing like a spell or something. Yeah. And you're reminding me when I first moved to Kelowna before I had kids, I wasn't working yet, and I would go to chapters. And find the witchcraft section. Mm-hmm. And I would sit on the couch and just read the books. I was completely drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved and it about too. that whole period and like, why was it so scary yeah. for people when people like it was demonized, really? Mm-hmm. So I'm like grateful. Religion to live in a time yeah. where we're safer to speak openly about these things and, yeah. and not have to worry about being burned at the That's stake. State, like, yeah. But it's not like that in every country, right? Yeah. There's mm-hmm. lots of countries in the world where you still, it wouldn't be safe to speak of these, this energy or this power. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. it's pretty wild. Maybe
1: I'm just had a thought. Maybe mm-hmm. I am scared to uh, step into it because I was you on uh, <laughs> yeah. on the stake for it. <laughs> so there's some trauma <laughs> from my past life. That I'm not... an understatement. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know. Did you tell your husband that story? I'm sure you did. What did he feel of that? I mean, we. I think that's how we also started talking about this whole, like, um, not making each other be the source of happiness. Right. Whole Whole on your own. Yes. Yeah. mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, he's like, yeah, I... I can see that. I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> that's yeah. So that's funny. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so tell us mm-hmm. tell us a little bit more about, you know, like parenting and mm-hmm. kelowna and teenagers. And teenagers. Well, they're not. They're oh, they're adults. like adults.
2: Yeah.
0: Put quotes around that. Yeah. yeah okay. They are big people. <laughs> yeah. Um so I moved here from, I grew up in Vancouver. I moved here about twenty five years ago to start a family. And um, all I ever wanted to be was a mom. And so I've been lucky enough to um, go on that journey. Had no idea what it would entail or require of me. I wouldn't trade any of it, um, but it's been really interesting just having... So I've got two boys and a girl, seeing the differences between all the three kids and also having a daughter later in life. I was 41 when she was born. Um and uh, I also have a, str- a son who has significant mental health struggles, and as a mom, that brought me to my knees where I could not lift that burden for him. And that's also part of what um, inspired me to change my life was because um, I couldn't help him at a certain point until he was ready to help himself. Mm. And, um, but I was going to go down if I didn't start taking care of myself and I couldn't control whether or not he was ready to receive help, but I could control whether or not I was taking care of myself. And that was hard to Mm -hmm. just give over trust that he would be okay. And that when he was ready, he would ask for help. And then to spend that energy on myself, um, but I did it because I had to, I was literally going to break. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, after a few years, he came and said, okay, I'm now ready to to get some help. So that's been an interesting um, journey that I didn't see coming, but at the same time, we have mental illness quite prominently through our family lines. Um, mm-hmm. He teaches me lots every day. Um, so it's interesting the way that can work. Um, he's much more honest with his feelings and he doesn't sugar, he doesn't sugarcoat (laughs) things, which can feel very blunt sometimes, but it was actually Benita Summer who said to me, oh, he's got lots to teach you. Mm. You need to start speaking a little more like him. Like no is a complete sentence and not justifying why I'm saying no and things like that. You just, if it's a no, it's a no. Mm. Um, but just also seeing him and my other son thriving and, and they actually live together now. They've managed to scrape enough money together to afford rent in Kelowna and and watching them, you know, just become the people they are is really, really cool. I enjoy this phase of of parenting. And they still need you. Mm-hmm.
2: It's just in different,
0: different ways. ways. Yeah.
2: How is it um like I'm curious? My sister just had a baby. And her other kids are quite a bit older. So her one daughter is 11. And I'm just interested to know like, do you feel like you parent different now, like your daughter than you did your sons? Just because you almost like, I don't know if it's like you're just more seasoned mom, but there's not that. I find my sister's just so calm. Yes. Like she's like, doesn't give a shite about anything. <laughs> <laughs> like it's great. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, you yeah. know, the first time around, you're like, oh my Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think for sure.
0: Um, I worried less with my third, um, but it was interesting because my husband now that this Adriana is his first. So she's my third, his first. Mm. So we had very different ideas about how she should be parented. I was tired. I'm like, I can't, I can't worry as much as I did with the first and the second. I'm also that much older, like 10 years older. It's exhausting and you also just have a little more knowledge that everything's gonna be okay. Like mm-hmm. as long as you kind of they know you're here and you take care of the basics, um, she'll be just fine. Um yeah, I was gonna say something else to that, and it just completely left my brain. Oh, that's another thing is um as a 54-year-old woman now, and and then my daughter is going through puberty and <laughs> <at> age twelve. <laughs> we weren't supposed to be doing this at the same time because it's quite explosive right. <laughs> when I'm having one of those days and she's having one of those days, it's like fireworks. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we were engineered to have our kids actually younger so that, that w- those clashes wouldn't happen <laughs> so much. But um, I, I say having her later in life was almost the best thing that happened to my boys. They were nine and 11 when she was born They'd been used to just like beating the crap out of each other as brothers. Mm-hmm. and But she brought out a softer side in them that they didn't even know they had. Oh, yeah, And they are the best big brothers. Um, and I don't know that they would have tapped into that part of themselves if they'd never had a sister. Mm. So it is kind of cool when you have older siblings. And I also say if I had three all in a row, I, that would have taken me out. Yeah. I don't think I could have handled three <laughs> little ones. So I'm in the end, I'm pretty glad we spaced it out.
2: I mean, I do think it's pretty magical. Like I had no idea these big kids, just the way they take on this, like, because my, like your kids, my sister's kids are nine and 11 and they did fight quite a bit, right? Yeah. And, but they're like, or I guess they're eight and 11, but um, then they are just so calm with this baby and it like. Brings them closer together too, mm-hmm. and it's just so cool. Yeah,
0: it's it very cool. Brings out a softer, yeah, softer side, and they're not competing with anything with the younger sibling no. because it's different toys, different friends. Whereas when the siblings are closer together, there's more to fight about. Yeah, right. You want yeah, some
1: twins. of the same things? Yes.
2: That's yeah. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. I, I, all about she's the, like, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware of
1: the fighting and the the fair. Everything has to be fair. It's not fair. Oh, to, yeah. At one point. I stopped counting out the blueberries. Okay? Yeah. Like, <laughs> they would count. Yeah. Yeah. They would yeah. count. Like, boys are 23 and 21 and they <laughs> and will they... still right away
0: say who got the bigger piece of cake yeah. and like try and grab it for themselves. Yeah. I don't know that that ever stops. Okay.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay good to <laughs> okay. know. know but the whole like, your cup has to be poured to like even. <laughs> yes, height. I know. It's
1: like, what is, I don't know because um, I'm an only child, right? Oh, so yeah. I just got what I got. That's it. Right. <laughs> I remember I used to be like, get so mad
2: at my sisters and I'd be like, I I'm boring because then I would like crouch down and look at the table because if you look sideways, you can see if it's actually even <laughs> versus if you're looking upward, you can make a mistake. So yeah, competition is strong. Yeah, oh, that's it's funny. Fierce. Oh, it's yeah. fierce. It's fierce. Siblings, yeah.
0: yeah. Cool. Well, and sometimes the kids are actually trying to drive us crazy and, yeah. and we don't realize that you're in the moment and you're, okay, I'll make it more. And and then you stop and they're laughing and you're like, oh, this mm. is ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: stop. Yeah. So like, what are some of the differences of raising boys to girls that you, that you found? Like, what are some things?
0: In our house, I found, even though my daughter was nine and 11 years younger, I felt like she was the most mature one. <laughs> <laughs> and she could wrangle the boys to get them to do what she needed them to do at that age, which blew my mind. Like there was something about don't know like the guys are more um she's much more complicated emotionally. Mm,
2: yeah, big surprise. Well, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so she would at times mother them and get them to settle down and tell them what to do and get them moving. And I'm just sitting there like, wow, that's
2: wild. You're like I'm learning yeah, from you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Amazing. But then
2: she'll she'll turn
0: and use those same skills on me and my husband. And we don't like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're like, no, no no, <laughs> no, 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 do it to everyone else. But, I, and I, I say to him, we're going to love this in her later when she's out in the world. Yeah. Right now it feels like a bit much, Yeah,
2: but it's going to serve her well. Oh, mm-hmm. it's so interesting those skills that they have. Like I keep saying that, I keep trying to remind myself about Evie, like even today for the sixth time in like the last 12 hours, where she asked me about how, if she could have an iPhone. And I said, no, same answer I've given her last four days, and know she's just, like, obsessed, but it's just her biggest skill, too. Like, it's also mm-hmm. the thing that gets her to, like, push herself to do stuff. Well, or just being, like, persistent. She's yes. so persistent. And it's such a good skill to have, like... Yeah. She will try something until she masters it because she like is like wants to do it.
1: She's gonna master that iPhone. Mm. She's <laughs> gonna, no, I'm
2: like Brad. We're staying strong. Sometimes <laughs> that happens when yeah. you're like, fine, yeah. I fine. just can't take it anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh. ah. uh,
2: she's or trying we- to break me, and I'm trying to remind myself that's what she's trying to do with the iPhone. She's trying to get me to say yes. I'm like, no.
0: Can you give her a date or a year where at least you say, okay, this is
2: when it's going to happen. You don't need to keep asking me. Well, she tried that strategy this morning and I was like, hmm, yeah, you know, that's a great question. I was like, I think this is a two-parent conversation. Dad and I will have a discussion and yeah. get back to you on that. But yeah. sure. And then if I tell you it, please don't ask again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Kaylee's like that. She's the master manipulator. She will... That, Girl can make everybody around her work for some <laughs> reason. Like, even when we go blueberry picking, uh, she's the blueberry tester so she goes and finds the bush she's like this perfect bush look at the and then she's eating I'm like your bucket is empty while well, we're all you know working the field <laughs> but tester. she's the product tester right oh, of course the, yeah and then she sits down she's like I'm tired like, there's a way of and then yeah it, People just, it's work it's working for her it's working <laughs> it's, it's so working. funny they see how funny. different they,
0: are. they yeah.
2: are yeah Like my stepsister was the best at we were telling her this this summer like She was like, oh yeah, I don't remember Sundays being all about dishes and everybody looked at each other and were like, yeah, because your job that you delegated yourself was like the music master. So she'd go in the (laughs) sunroom, which was right off the kitchen. And she'd play, like, tunes from Napster at the time. She never <laughs> watched it in. She could make it seem DJ. like she was helping us all. Yeah. yeah. And we were like, oh. Which she never... probably was. Speaking I mean, as a music she person, was. she probably
0: was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. setting oh the gosh. tone, making it fun. Yeah. Yeah. We're all yeah, scrumptious. We all <laughs> <have> some
1: skills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Future leaders yeah. <laughs> of yeah. the world. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's awesome. Tell us a little bit more about... Alignment. If I came to you, tell me how to align myself. <laughs> how do I get myself into, you know, my witchiness mm-hmm. uh, without yeah. having such barriers and obstacle like that that chokehold mm-hmm. of this other identity that I'm still holding on because it's easier. Mm-hmm. I use what I call
0: the Align tools. Uh, My business is called Align, and I kind of outlined the 12 tools that I use in my life that keep me physically, mentally, spiritually well, for the most part. Um, And there's basics, like what are you drinking? Like how much water are you drinking in a day? A lot of problems can be solved by hydrating. (laughs) (laughs) hydrating. (laughs) Um, What are you eating? Um, Are you moving your body every day? Movement is so important and I don't care what kind of movement it is. You could just dance, like have dance parties or be a walker or golf or whatever it is that you enjoy. Um, and then it goes into other ones that are, oh, and the sleep. So in terms of basic ones, those four are are crucial. Um, but then of course you can get into like personal growth. Are you, are you learning? Are you growing? Do you have community and connection? That's so important, especially what we've all been through in the last few years where we became so even more isolated, um, are you of service in some way? I, I think that's a big one that that we often are missing, and then you don't realize how powerful that actually is. And it's it's a reciprocal; you can help somebody else, but it always it also mm-hmm. makes you feel good. So it's like there's like immediate reward there, um, and then spiritually having some sort of belief, it doesn't matter what it is. And then also financial health is really important. Um, So we would talk about all those different things. Oh, and creativity is another one. And that's one where I feel like a lot of people are not, they don't necessarily have a creative outlet. A lot of people have also been told, oh, you're not creative. Don't even bother trying anything. I really believe we need to be creative just for the act of being creative. It's not about the end product of what Mm. we create, but so much of tuning into our intuition and hearing our guidance comes through when we're doing things like journaling or painting or gardening or something that just you get into a flow and you open up in a different way. Um, And you can hear things sometimes being whispered to you. And then it's all about following those little whispers or I call them threads. Um, so for you, uh, I always like to start with people setting up a sacred space for themselves somewhere in their home where or it could even be in their garden, a place where they can go and sit at any point in the day. Um, you know, you can make it nice with a cushion and a candle, have some things out that you enjoy. And that could be a place where you go and do some meditation. Meditation also means different things for different people. You can do walking meditation. Um, Some people find gardening meditative or you can actually just sit and meditate and there's plenty of different ways to do that. Um, It's also a big thing is about sometimes people don't know what it is they're missing or what it is their purpose is or what they love to do because they've been so busy caring for everybody else. So I had a, um, a client one time, and this one was a big one for me, where she, she kept saying to me, I don't have anything. Like I've never, I've, it's always been about the kids. I don't have anything I enjoy doing. And so I said, well, let's go back to when you were like six, seven, eight years old. What did you used to lose yourself in for hours where time would just go by? And you didn't, nobody was questioning what you were doing. You were just having fun, enjoying yourself. And she thought about it for a while. She was in her 60s at the time and she finally got something and I can always tell by the look in their eye all of a sudden they'll be like (gasps) oh Oh. (laughs) and then she said oh but I can't say it it's stupid and of course I'm like there's it's not stupid just just say it let's talk about it and she finally got up the guts to say it and she said um it's horseback riding and um I was like, I'm actually going on a horseback riding trip on Friday with my girlfriends. What made you say that's stupid? And once we talked about it a little bit, she said when she was a little girl, there was horses at the end of her street. And she would always walk down and just watch the horses at the fence. And her dad would come and say, that's stupid. You're wasting your time. Get back home and do something productive. She was never allowed to explore that. So here she had this belief in the background that riding horses is stupid and not for her. Um, And as a 60-year-old, when she thought of that, of giving herself that permission to do that, that's where that spark in her eyes was like, it couldn't be that, could it? And I'm like, book a ride. did she? That's so good. And I'm like, maybe it means you go volunteer around horses. Mm -hmm. Maybe it means you ride horses. Maybe it means you paint horses. Who knows? But just explore it. So she had the guts to actually start writing again and going and having lessons as a 60 year old woman. Amazing. But she thought she didn't have permission to do that. It's like, you do. But we don't. It's so interesting the way the brain and old patterns can work, where unless you're intentionally looking at them, they'll just keep controlling us in the background. I need to go dancing.
2: Yeah,
1: you Dancing's can't say that. A huge oh my drum. gosh, I love I love Latin. dancing. I do like salsa and Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going. I did lessons, and then every Thursdays we would go in uh, to a, a bar where all the schools would get, and then we would practice our moves and all that kind of stuff—salsa, kizomba, uh, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't found that here uh, yet, because. I'm too busy, right? Yeah. Uh, but and I do know you there's... want it in a bar setting, or you want no, it in a different d- setting? It doesn't matter. Yeah. I just want to dance. I'd, re- I'd prefer if it was like a cl- like a not class? A cl- not a, even a class, but like a. This is we're coming here to dance. It's uh, mm-hmm. a space. Mm-hmm. You know, you pay your five dollars, ten dollars because we're renting that space, and mm-hmm. everybody's there to you know dance and and switching partners and stuff like that. Because in a bar yeah. setting, it's different, you yeah. know it's all about picking up and first of all it's late at night which for me i'm like i'm out yeah it's not happening (laughs) yeah
0: i i agree i love dancing and i feel like we need more opportunities to dance and there's a reason why we feel so good when we're dancing we're moving our bodies that energy is that was stuck in our joints and stuff is is moved around and released and it's fun yeah um I I go to a dance fitness class specifically Mm -hmm. because I love to dance and there's just not that many places that you can do that without having to go to a bar.
1: I know there's, I looked into it. There is like a salsa community here Mm. or yeah, that they do dancing, I think, um, downtown uh, in the square during the summer or something like that, right? So people come together and then there's another, like, and then they have a space. I actually was looking into it. Cool. And then I want to do that femme fatale. I know. I want to try that. Oh Have you gosh. heard of that? That femme fatale? No. What's that? Finding your sexy. Yeah. So they do like
2: it, <laughs> uh, they teach like it's it. amateur, yeah. like anyone. And then they teach you how to do like a
1: kind sexy of a sexy dance. dance and then you oh, cool. put on
2: a performance. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. As a group? As a group. group. Oh, yeah. Fun. yeah. Yeah. So then yeah. it's,
1: you know, you're empowered. You It's a, yeah. about, you know, feeling good in your body mm-hmm. and and just having that positive, you yes. know. um yeah perspective on yourself because you know we do tear ourselves down quite a bit as women you know always looking for those flaws and here yes you know you're in your sexiness and yeah you you
0: go you're reminding me of uh i heard um pitbull in an interview a long time ago talking about how he grew up with uh, it must have been salsa Mm -hmm. salsa dancing i'm pretty sure it was salsa dancing and how that was just normal for him. And he would see his mom and his dad do, do, doing that dance in the kitchen, but they would also go out and dance. And the interviewer said, that must have been strange seeing your mom do such a like sensual dance. And Pitbull's answer was, why would I not want my mother to be a 100% of who she is and be able to express that mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: naturally? And I was like, amazing (laughs) and and it didn't even occur to him that she should shut that down and not be so sensual he's like no that's part of who she is of course she should be able to do that just like everybody else so there is something magical about dancing Mm -hmm. for sure you express yourself and and you move and you get your heart pumping and the breath and Mm -hmm. and then with a partner like does lee
1: like to dance he does yeah yeah, he does. You didn't not, do that together? He do, yeah, we did it together. But I, I used to like, see culturally too, like in Poland, we do a lot of uh, couples dancing yeah. and we switch. Here in Canada, it oh. was like like the forbidden fruit. Don't dance with anybody <laughs> but the person. Don't dance my girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, but it like, and we still have house parties when we get together with our Polish friends and mm-hmm. we still dance and we switch partners and it's nothing like sexual or I want like, Right, Like yeah. here's it's it's weird sometimes how dance can be perceived in different mm-hmm. uh, ways by different cultures. Yes, so right. in Europe, it's quite normal for two men to dance together,
0: and it doesn't mean that they're together, but they're just comfortable dancing together.. yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. so yeah, and then yeah, we had dance in 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 our school. in preschool grade one, we had cultural dances and we danced with partners. It was very important mm-hmm. to learn how to dance with partners um when I was growing up. So I do miss that. Uh mm-hmm. there is a bit of a, you know, um, void for me, especially in Kelowna, because we don't I don't have that many Polish friends uh yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're coming. They're no. coming. <laughs> um but yeah just being able to, you know, do that type of thing because yes. it's fun. And yeah. Yeah. Well, in a sense of
0: community to getting yeah. out, meet, meeting people and um, connection was a huge one for me as well, where I, there was a time where I, I was like, I can't describe this feeling inside. What is it? It's like an ache. And I realized it's loneliness. Mm-hmm. I was lonely and I needed to find, it was through COVID. I need to find some people and some way, you know, a way to branch out of just my bubble and So I connected with a community out of Winnipeg called the Made to Grow community, which is a group of women entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. and they meet weekly um, on like Meetup Monday and they talk about like tactical tools for business. But also, as you both know, as entrepreneurs, like it... Personal growth is very, it's all intertwined, right? Mm-hmm. Because even in business, your personal stuff comes up. You don't—you can't really separate it. So having a community where you could help each other form friendships and um, we started an accountability group where we hold each other accountable for our goals. I've now flown out and meet, met with a bunch of the women out there. They're amazing. And then I asked if we could start something similar out here. So I started that last year. Um, with some entrepreneurial brunches and things, and just mm-hmm. giving female entrepreneurs a space. So many of us are working from home, kind of in isolation. Mm-hmm. So, getting people together and having great conversations and just supporting each other uh, through all of it, which includes mothering and mm-hmm. mothering parents and all kinds of things. Amazing.
2: Well, well, wow.
1: It's that time it for is. your <laughs> questions. Okay, so tell <laughs> us
2: your um, what do you think? has been one of your biggest lessons in motherhood so far?
0: I just, I think there's, every child is so different. There is no rule book. Mm-hmm. You got to really dig deep, be in the moment and maybe just sh- let them show you who they are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Try and figure out how they, how you can help. Yeah. But there's no rule book. Holy cow.
2: No, there is no rule book. I I wish you could replicate it sometimes. Like, oh, I did this. It worked. I'll do this with that one. Yeah.
1: Okay. (laughs) I mean, too, because like right now with the twins, they're so different. Mm -hmm. The parenting styles do not work (laughs) for Mm -hmm. like one will, I'll be able to do something and she'll listen, but the other one's like, no, Mm -hmm. there's no way. So I wish. Yeah. Even in twins, they can be so different. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. And then what's something that you would go back and tell your like younger parenting self? Mm. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> the ride's going to ride be bumpy, folks. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love
0: it. And, and where so... can people find you, Laura? Um, on my website, lauramclyde.ca, or also on Instagram, laura underscore mcleod underscore align. McLeod okay. is M A C L E
2: O D. Okay. But that's where uh, my most up-to-date stuff is. Amazing. Well, thanks for coming in today. Well, thank you. And thank, thank you for the goodies. Now we're going to yeah, sit and we're going you know,
1: <laughs> to record the noises, noises. and, and make right. millions. Yeah, that's <laughs> a thing.
0: And thank you both so much. Yeah, I love the the podcast and what you guys oh. are doing. They're well, great thank conversations. You.
1: Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, okay till next, next time. time. Bye. 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 Thanks so much for listening. Now we want to hear from you. And don't forget to follow us at Let's
2: Not Sugar Coat It podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time. Bye. Bye.